0: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom and I hope you enjoy this episode. Kishmini Leos Nun Yam Achar Hachag. It was supposed to be that this would be a regular Tov, seven days. First day would be yom Tav, and then the next six days, and for us would be the first two days, and then the next six days of chalamoid. It was not supposed to be. It was not supposed to be another whole new yom Tov coming afterwards. But because God wanted to save us the trouble of walking back to Yerushalayim in winter, so therefore. Hashem made Shmini Atzeris come early. In other words, just like Pesach has fifty days between Pesach and Shavuos, there was supposed to be fifty days between Sukkot and Shmini Atzeris, But between Pesach and Shavuos, the walk back is another another few days. You walk again. There was no rain. There was no. There was no uh, nothing that would get. But after Sukkot, it's cold and it rains. So the, Hashem wanted to save us the trouble. Is the language that the Medrash uses. Now, obviously. And the Torah isn't built around our convenience and our comforts. So there must be something deeper that our sages are trying to say. So it says this, The idea is like this. After we were redeemed, we were on the lowest of the low, we were in a very bad place. We had to purify ourselves. Manu memtes yemei tohar. We counted 49 clean days. Please notice the language, yemei tohar, meant to echo the words that the Torah uses for the laws of Nida and for the laws of Ziva. We had to have 49 clean days. bezoar parshas as the Zohar uses the language, like a woman counting days of Nida. What, what is Tohar in, what, in, in, in this particular context, though? What, what makes you clean? What makes you pure, I should say? So, spiritual purification. This is all, it's echoing the concept of the physical Nida, who needs mm-hmm. to have seven clean days. So we needed to have... 49 clean days, spiritually speaking, where our minds were spiritually clean. However, says the Svas Emmas, <laughs> Kemokain biyamim elu, Rosh Hashanah viyamiki purim, and Rosh in Yom Kippur, Shinigalu b'nei Yisrael mi yezer hara. I think in this case, the Svassimist likes to use a lot of uh, Rashi Tevos, which is abridged words and acronyms. Mm -hmm. But notice how close the word mi the way he spells it, is to the word Mitzrayim. Yes. (coughs) Meaning that whatever the Jewish people, it's a beautiful idea, whatever the Jewish people were physically escaping in Nisan the Jewish people are spiritually escaping in Tishrei. Hmm. And that's why we need the same days of purification. Liskos the Torah, to merit the Torah. Okay, so uh, what I want to tell you is what he's going to answer is a very, very important question. And again, we'll come back to the first days of Yom Tov, but this is more in the second days of Yom Tov. This is a question that has occurred to you, it should have occurred to you, and if it hasn't occurred to you, it should occur to you now retroactively for all time. Why is Shmini Atiras Simchas Torah? Where does Simchas Torah come from? I mean, Eretz Yisrael—it's the same day. What? The joy of the Torah, Shmini is a yamtiv that doesn't have any mitzvahs. It's just the day of us being private with Hashem. All of a sudden, we filled it with these hakafos and the dancing and the and the, and the celebration and the seum and all that. Where did Simcha's Torah come from? And if you look in the Gemara, you can search and you can search, and you'll have a hard time finding Simcha's Torah. In fact, in the days of the Gemara, there weren't always people who finished the Torah once a year. There were groups that finished the Torah at a different rate. So where did Simcha's Torah come from? Says the Sfas Ames, that Simcha's Torah... Is the Shavuos of the month of Tishrei. Oh. Meaning, just like if by Pesach, in other words, he's saying the source is this Madrashtan The Madrashtan says you needed 50 days after Yitzhak Mitzrayim, and then you could receive the Torah, and that's all on a physical level. So then, if, if Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, Is the same Mitzrayim, the same narrow place, the same place of of judgment, on a spiritual level as Mitzrayim, and then Succos is the escape from that freedom, (coughs) um, the escape from that um, state into freedom. Then what should follow? Seven weeks later is a spiritual Shavuos. He says, however. Raksha Nasa Ata BeZayin It's because the seven days of Sukkot are so powerful that they can accomplish <laughs> Neged Zayin sphere, the equivalent of what it takes seven weeks during Asvira. Seven times seven. oh well, seven times seven. We, no, it's seven times. Uh, but, but he's saying, and this is something that I think everyone misses. Everybody misses this. Sukkot is seven days of spiritual work. Not two days of cooking and five days in Six Flags. That's not what Sukkot is. It's seven spiritual experiences. It is Chesed, gevurah, Tiferet, Netzach, you Yisrael, Malchot, the same stuff you're doing during the That's what you're supposed to do. When you go into the sukkah tonight, you are not just sitting in the sukkah in a hut, eating outside of your house in cooler weather. You're sitting surrounded and enveloped by the chesed of Hashem, meant for you to become and perfect all the chesed that's within you, and in return you receive that chesed. On the second night of Sukkah, so the second day, you are sitting enveloped by the Gevura of Hashem. That's why Yitzchak comes to your Sukkah. And in return, you are going to work and think about your Gevura. It doesn't stop there. We don't settle on no Tiferis, no Netzach, no whole people running around trying to find ways that they should be putter, putter from sitting in the Sukkah. Sit in the Sukkah eat a meal on each day of Sukkot, and use that day to absorb the Netzach of Hashem, and work on your Netzach, the Hod of Hashem, and work on your Hod. That's the Shpizim comes from. Going back to what you said about Torah and Shemini it so when do they start celebrating Torah? When does it become an organized uh, yeah, hundreds of years ago. It's around it's it's the 17th century. Yeah, yeah earlier than that. Earlier than that. It's in the Zohar. What does what does Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur? How does that fit into the process? Is that part of the Tahara? Or? Right. So he he's learning that Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur is the time of judgment, almost like we're we're in Egypt on a spiritual level, and we're and we're we're escaping, like Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur is is the process of escaping the Egypt, which is us the whole year. So he says, so what you can what you can do in seven weeks during Sviras Omer, you can accomplish seven days. How? How can you do if something takes forty nine days, how can you do it in seven days? The answer is Shuba Ezer Mitzvah sukkah, because you're sitting in the sukkah and the sukkah is so powerful it's lights that it brings down upon you are so powerful that it it it'll it's it's a what's the term they use today? A fast charger. But right now they've only come up with a fast charger that charges three times as fast. The sukkah is your spiritual seven times fast charger. The Lulav. And then you have the Lulav. The chesed Hashem with the kindness of Hashem which comes upon us. If people would know the power of the lulav and esrug and the sukkah, if people would know the power of the lulav and esrug while you're standing in the sukkah, you wouldn't put it down all the tov. I'd also like to suggest, says the Svasemis. the Zohar tells us, the Balchuva that someone who has done tshuva, Asiam Bechei Sagi has extra power. Uberig Echad Harba and in one moment you can fix a lot. There's a certain power of a Baal teshuva who can press the fast forward button and accomplish more in less time. L'chein Atas, and now Shuva Bechines Baal We are all Baal Teshuvah. Everyone within the last week has done some serious teshuva. Nasa Atikun mehera. So we fix things very quickly. V'zochem miyad, the Simchas Torah, b'shmini and therefore through Shemini we merit to attain a level of Torah that brings us automatically to Simchas Torah. V'ha'klal, the reason is, ki beyamim ha'tovem in these high holidays that came before, nisaknu nafshu, saying that we fixed ourselves. V'nasu b'nei Yisrael kelim, we became vessels. To receive the flow of blessing and holiness. And when all the holiness hits you, everything that you have been praying for, everything that you've been hoping for, all the great spiritual levels that you've been striving for, it all opens up the tap you think it's your Geshem that you're asking for, but it's not Geshem that you're asking for. It's the spiritual influence from above, which in the physical form is rain, but in the spiritual form is the Torah that comes down from Shemayim. Yeah, the, There's only one problem with this explanation. But, because if for the Galud t- we... just t- divide it, but it's all one day. Yeah, but yet one day, but then, then you're over in Baltoset you want to go there seven days, like yeah, seven it's weeks. Yeah, the yom is not Baltosav. Yes. That's not a problem. What? I heard you saying, but that's not, uh, that. This, it's within, Baltosav rules. Yeah, but, he says... We, we you don't say, let's, instead of seven weeks of Sephirah, let's do it uh, no, no, let's 49, say it's 56, or eight times. Uh, seven. I know what you're asking, but Baltosov has rules. Baltosov has rules, it's not, Oh, you're not over baltosov. We don't do Sphira because we can't, they wouldn't be two days apart. But but of the when, is allowed. When is when is the Zohar written? First century. The first century. Yeah, but it's not revealed for another... I was going that's early. ...1,200 years. Yeah, the Zohar is written before the Gemara, before the Mishnah. The Zohar was written by Yom Shalom. Yeah, first century. 2,000 years two ago, years, yeah. Okay, so so he says, <laughs> on, on, we get everything. As it says, Now, you are able to receive. You've come to perfection. You know what perfection is? You've become a vessel for blessing. The perfect shape of a person is to be open to receive from Hashem. So, so, okay. so the Sephardim they do uh, teshiva forty days. They say se'richot um, for forty days, right? right? Thirty days before Rosh Hashanah. So if they do the forty-nine days, wouldn't that be purification before Rosh Hashanah? I only on you know, everybody does 40 days because everyone does teshuva through Elul and Yen you just guys have more slichos oh. right? so, so you guys have a, a deeper level of teshuva some say it's because you eat rice on Pesach <laughs> and, but y- y- you, you've taken the, a, a more intense teshuva over all 40 days by the Ashkenazim it begins a little bit on Elul and then slowly it becomes more and more so, so, but everyone does teshuvah for 40 days. He's saying that after Yom Kippur, when we are finished doing teshuvah, we now become vessels. But in order to become the vessels to receive this purification, in other words, it's like the, in the if you use his mashal, it's like after Yom Kippur, the woman has stopped being neither, but now she needs seven pure days. So, you have to, Uh, And we know the seven, you can't start seven right away, you have to wait four days, five days, four and a half, however it works, and that's the days between Yom Kippur and Mm Sukkot. And then you count seven days, the seven days is the equivalent of the forty-nine, those seven days, and and on the eighth day, you are now absolutely (coughs) pure, and you are ready for what we call Yichud, being alone in privacy with Hashem, which is a metaphor, so that's the, that's the fulfillment of the relationship. But you have to be open to receive, also a metaphor, and that's um, that's what makes us Nishmini is the time when we are ready to receive the spiritual influence from above. So Tishiro and communication, <coughs> the, they're two different things, right? Right, that's right. One is to, I would say, the 40 days is like in Egypt, the plagues and all that stuff, to okay. escape... Well, uh, uh, and right, and Yom Kippur is like, Yom Kippur itself is like the day of Pesach, and then the next day we start counting, in this case that would be the first day of Sukkot. Oh, okay. So he says, So what's the reading, the Torah reading for Simcha's Torah? V'zos habracha. Vezos haBracha is not just the blessing that Moshe gives. Vezos haBracha is this day. Vezos haBracha, this day is the day when everything that you've davened for on Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot, if you make yourself a vessel on the day of Simchas Torah, it'll all come down. And when we realize that today is so open to receive anything, that's on Simchas Torah. We can't help but dance with all the spiritual lights that are coming down on that day, and the dancing itself channels all that bracha and all that light. And I, I it's so, uh, it's so sad to me. I don't want to make it a sad thing. It's so sad to me to see people miss all the these spiritual opportunities. Every step is really channeling. The Netzach and the Hod and all the spiritual elements of walking in the circles and the seven circles and all that—it's like the bride going around the chasen the, and then and then the, then there's the yichud and the the privacy and there's all it's like the stuff that's going on and people are worried about like is are there going to be any cheese puffs left for me <laughs> uh, and it's uh, it's it. it, 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 it it's, it's, a, it's a big day it's a big day and much of it goes to waste because we just teach people we sit in the sukkah because Hashem said to sit in the sukkah and we don't learn that there is so much more that's happening on each of these days and we should take a few minutes on some Torah in each day of sukkahs, and especially Shemini Atzer and consider the great lights that are coming down on that day so you'll say well how do I know what to think about how do I know what kind of lights are coming down? I think not know, Rabbi. I don't know. I think that Shimon Agus said today that we entered Israel, we conquered Israel. I don't know where he got from, but is he source for that? Ratzah the Kachoyan talks a little bit about the conquering of Eretz which involved going seven times around and and all that. By the way, the same concept that you're talking about, like a, a wedding between us and Hashem, is it the reason that? one of the blessings on the Yom Asim uh, Torah we put a uh, Talit out yeah. <laughs> Mezrat Hashem hopefully it'll we'll get a little bit of clarity in the Talit also remind me to bring it back up page 219 so you'll say well okay so these are great days but I don't know anything about these days about what's happening on each of these days so what am I supposed to think about oh it's a great day stuff's coming so let's learn about what's actually going on on these days. Page 219. In the top left, Ksiv it says, Ashrei Tivchar u'sikarev," And praiseworthy is the one that you Hashem choose and the one that you bring close, etc. He says, Uremes regalim, This verse alludes to the three Yamim Tovim. Mm-hmm. Listen to this. B'Pesach v'Yetzias Mitzrayim. Six months ago, Pesach, Yitzias Mitzrayim, Nivcheru b'nei Yisrael mikal'am, the Jewish people were chosen from every other nation. That was when the choice was made. B'mat in Torah. And when Hashem gave us the Torah on Shavuos, Kervanu l'fnei har-sinai. That's when Hashem brought us before the mountain and gave us the Torah. Mm -hmm. U'Besukas... Yishkon HaTzei Racha, and in Sukkos, Hashem invites us to live in His home. Pesach is a statement by Hashem saying, will you marry me? Shavuos is the wedding, and Sukkos is where He takes us home. But not in your head. That's not enough. It needs to be in your heart. It needs to be that this becomes real to you on an emotional level. That's why the verse continues, Nisba'a betuv beisechah will be sated by the good of your house. Every mitzvah you do, Sarech Ishi Sural, every Jewish person has the lekabil ha'ara to receive an illumination, kavua beleiv, which is embedded in your heart. There must be a feeling that comes with every single mitzvah. Is this from Tehillim's statement here? Yeah. Ashrei yeah. Yishkan, Yeah. So... What he means is like this. I can't stress this enough, and he's going to talk about it a little more, so we'll wait till he talks about it soon. But when you hold the lulav and the esrog, you need to be feeling something. And we'll talk more about what kind of things you can be feeling um, soon as we get through this. But it's supposed to affect you, affect your emotional relationship with Hashem. It's not just a, and it's almost silly to see people just holding a stick and a lemon and, and walking around or, um, or waving in a different directions. What are you doing? What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? You think God wants to, I bet I can get them to, to, to shake around. anything. You think that's what this is? There's something more going on here. It's about what, uh, certain things that you're supposed to think about and feel. So think about and feel those things. And he says, sometimes we forget that. So in every davening, well, <coughs> not, but, K'mokeim, we say, Asherah, Yoshev, Ve'itzacha. Fortunate are the ones who dwell in your house. O, but, oh, they still praise you. She, yeshayr, mizah, there has to be something that remains, an impact that remains forever. Mikhein, ashray, fortunate is the one, oslobach, whose strength is in you. Um, Messiah, besilas, bolvavam, the paths in their hearts. nitein, halulav uminav. We are given a lulav, and all its kinds, and all the species, Because the lulav allows you to channel down the light of the sukkah. As it says, you should take for yourself. And I'm going to try to explain this a little bit. I'm going to give you the the general secret of the concept, even though it's not much of a secret, it's a complicated idea. But listen to this, because it's really, really deep. If you get this, you will know the at least the lowest level of the highest levels. That is like this. We know, Sfiris Omar Chesed, Gevur, Teferis, Netzechod, Yisod, Malchus. We count 7 times 7, we fix ourselves on all 49 levels. And then, day 50. Where are we on day 50? What's on top of... What's on top of Chesed? It starts again. No. On top of that. Oh. Keter is one. What's number three? Bina. Bina is Imma, which is the mother, the first He of Hashem's name. When you transcend the seven, means you're no longer working on just your behavior. You are now working on what's called mochan, the intellect. When you are connecting, not on the lowest level, which is not stealing, not but you are in a place where you're working within your mind and perfecting your thoughts and your emotions, and in that place, you have now transcended the physical realm to the spiritual realm. That's where you go on Shavuos, and that's why you receive the Torah because you're past all the physical. You now entered into the spiritual. The the that realm. Called Bina is your sukkah. It is such a high holy place that, for example, the Lubavitcher Rabbi told his Hasidim, "We can't sleep in the sukkah. We can't sleep in the sukkah because you are sleeping in in, in. It's not in front. It's within the um, the physical." manifestation and representation of the attribute of Hashem called bina, which is ima, which is the mother, which is why sukkah is spelled with a hey at the end, which is why sorrow was yiska. It just goes on and on and on. This, that's the light of the sukkah. But that's so high. How do we channel that down through all seven parts of us? You know what the answer is? One Lulav, one Esrog, three Hadassim, and two Aravas. How many? Seven. Every time you pick up those species and you wave them in one direction, you are channeling from the realm, which is realm 50, which is Shavuos, which is your Sukkah, you're channeling that down into you and towards you. So he says... L'chein niten ha-lulav u that's why the lulav and its species are given, l'kabel ha ha'aras ha-sukur, to receive all that illumination that comes from the sukkur. K'ma shekasav, as it says, u-lakakhtem so it, lachem. It's, it's a, to, you. to you. right? So you're taking the... l'lakakhtem right. lachem, like it says by Sfiris Ha-Omer, u-sfartem lachem. It also, also explain why... When you shake them, you, you're supposed to sort of bring it toward you. Right. That's exactly what you're doing. Each time you go out, yeah. you connect to a certain realm. And when you come in, you channel that. Uh, and each, we don't have time and we're not learning you know, Kabbalah, so we're not. But in theory, each waving, each... Out and in is supposed to have a different thought with a specific intention for a specific light and a specific day and all that. So even if we're not going to have it, least to have the general concept. And that's why the Kabbalists, take a look, you'll see all of them will do their shaking of the lulav in the morning before shul. Or they will do it after Shemone esrei but before halal. In the sukkah. That's what I was just going to ask you, because right. we don't do that as a rule. We do. We make the bracha. But people, we should be. People should. Right, know. but that's not something that's been taught. That right, but people don't know. Like, well, what well, does well, one mitzvah have to that's do exactly with the other? Exactly. I was going to ask about it because we do shul. We're not doing it in the sukkah in shul. It's interesting. So You should go out in the morning. So if you can, and you're going to do your shaking, you should go out into the sukkah and do the shaking, and then come in for halal. And then you can still do it with halal and everything else? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're doing it before Shema, uh, before halal. So you, you halal make the bracha, the love, and everything inside, before you go to shul in the morning. This is funny for me. But make the brachas, at brachas first. The puzzle on my face is that, I thought there was no other way except the way that you have to do it in shul before you come to the... Right. To the... We do it in the, your sukkah in the whole. Exactly. Come to the exactly. You're wondering, like, who are the people who are not shaking their lulav in the sukkah? Everybody. Else. And right, because everyone shakes the lulav in the sukkah. In fact, you go to a Hasidic shetival, they will take a five minute break after Shemoneh before before the halal, and the whole shul empties out. Everyone goes out into the sukkah to shake lulav, and then they come back in for hallel. It's Standard procedure. And this is the reason why. Because the sukkah is so, so high. How do we channel all that light? And the answer is through the lulav and the esra. I'm kind of backtracking a little bit. uh, I'm trying to absorb everything. but I think I see I now the connection with saying the <laughs> of psalm twenty seven, where you're focusing on what you want to, to do to dwell in the house of Hashem, and that's, Im- and that's what you're leading up to. Right. So I, you know, so, um, Im- I right. Shifty beveis Hashem kol yemei is a reference to the sick. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. i do you say iman bina is the same? The gematria is not the same. It's another name for Pina. Pina is Ima. We're avoiding the Kabbalistic talk. We're trying to stay on a... So he says, the Kasav, it says in the Pasuk, the secret of Hashem is to those who fear Him, and His covenant is to make known to them. Khmashikasav, as it says, Hashem creates a remembrance of His wonders. Sh'mavad hanefluez sh'asemanu akadesh barchu besides for all the amazing things that Hashem has done for us hi sh'lanu zecha he has given us a remnant um benaslanu he has given us mitzvahs, he's given us opportunities, through which we can connect to those wonders. I want to say it like this. If let's say you had a very rich uncle who has a bank account with a billion dollars in it, and he has given you and said this bank account is yours, it's in a Swiss bank, it's all yours, enjoy. Will that help you? No? no. <laughs> How do I access it? Yeah, exactly. I need access. So he says, oh, don't worry. Here's the card. Is that going to be enough? What do I need? A place to put the card in. No, oh, there's, the, the, there's an ATM outside the code, this bag. Code, you need the code. code. You, need the you, code. you need the pin. Right, you need the pin number. Not pin number, you need a put pin. Code. Uh, right. <laughs> personal identification number number uh, so if he's saying <speaking in Hebrew> the mitzvahs each mitzvah is a card, and knowing how to use it properly is the pin to access all the amazing things that come from each of these mitzvahs yedu <speaking in Hebrew> you should know. Or shafti, that the Jewish people sat in sukkas. Now, whether it means they sat in Sukkos or it means they sat in the clouds of glory, he takes the approach that the Jewish people sat in both, which is really more likely the truth, because we know there were clouds, we know they lived in the huts. So they lived in Sukkos, in the clouds of glory. Do you have any idea what kind of clouds of glory? These are not clouds. <coughs> They're not rain clouds. These are the clouds of glory. Anane <laughs> ha What's kavod? What's kavod? the level of awareness of God that the Jewish people were experiencing while they were in the Midbar was incredible. And Hashem says that account of spiritual knowledge is yours to access. Build a sukkah he says, "Bavada yeshiva sitting in the clouds of glory. was such a wondrous thing, mufla so concealed and hidden beyond our understanding. but through the mitzvah of sukkah, every year there is awakened, there's aroused, mi'osa an illumination." Of that dwelling. If you sit in the sukkah, you sit in the sukkah tonight, you sit in the sukkah tomorrow, you are sitting in the clouds of glory, maybe not quite the same version, but you're sitting in a pop up version of the clouds of glory. But those lights are beyond what we naturally should be able to handle. So Hashem did us a favor, and he arranged for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur right before. We think Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are the big days, the days of awe, and then afterwards it's kind of down. He says, no, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are just to help get you to the place you need to be for Sukkot." sukkah. Lechen lekach, you can only get to this place. Archi yamei after the days of teshuvah. T'chsev shuvu alai, Hashem says, return to me, ve'en v'ashuvu aleichem, I'll return to you. going to spiritual mikvah before your wedding. Right. So Hashem says, and in fact in in, uh, in another place this Pastor Emma writes this, I'm just putting this in, he says it's only after we've gone through such a rigorous cleansing process that Hashem lets us sit in the sukkah. So who's trying to avoid sitting in the sukkah? Who's like, oh, I felt a drop, I'm out of here. Yes, a bee. Right? <laughs> right, you want to sit in the sukkah, right? You see, he says, um uh, lo shavnu elof He says, "And what if you're in a panic?" And you say, "Well, I didn't really do tshuva." Rashi Kipper. All of Rosh Hashanah, I was busy thinking about this. All of Yom Kippur, I was busy thinking about that. He says, d'anu al You can actually do Teshuvah on Sukkos. Because we ask, "Kashivenu ilach of achek Sometimes Hashem makes us do tshuva before we do tshuva. So he says, "Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur is us doing tshuva first. Shuvu aliva, shuvu alechem." But there's option two, which is that Hashem returns to us, and then we return to Him. But he says, according to this, it's. Boring, rain coming, crazy. No, no. Still, uh, you have a you know, the, in some places. We'll do that, but he's not saying that because if you're in sour, then the lights shut off in the circus. Right. No, sure I don't mean the lights. I mean the spiritual lights. If know. it's not circus, it's not circus. But, 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 right, but, but the people who are saying, okay, you know, the first drop, you know, I'm out of here. When technically it's still, he uh, it says, and spoken like a true He says, in the end, that doesn't exist. Every Jew does. Teshuvah during our Seresim HaTshuva. Mm-hmm. That's what we get sukkah. The walls, the schach of the sukkah, are literally the names of God. In fact, he doesn't say this, but it's brought down in the books. The word sukkah, its numerical value is Samech is 60, Chaf is 20, that makes 80. Vav and hey is 91. It's spelled out. And the name Yudkei Vavke is 26. Aleph Dalad Nun Yud is 65. Put them together and you get 91. So those two names, Yudke Vavke, Aleph Dalad Nun Yud, which are written in many intertwined, your sukkah is made of that. Israel and it shines on the Jewish people. And as we said before, he says we can't access it. We don't have the tools to access it. Shoah Hashem gives us literally it's a four number pin. Lulav Asf Hadasim Aravos I Alulav through the Lulav and its kind. Yeah, yeah, they got it from here. Through the lulav and the the we absorb this into our heart and into our soul. He says, That's why we take off on Shabbos. Just like we take off of tefillin on Shabbos. Because Shabbos, all this happens automatically. Whatever lights are in the sukkah on Shabbos, you just you, instead of you needing to bring the lights down, on Shabbos you go up to the lights. That's why we don't need the lulav and Eser. Mm. So the, the original reason why they said is you might carry four amas, whatever, but it's really because our sages understood that Shabbos can accomplish whatever the lulav is accomplishing. All of Tzari is Ein Tzorat. Yeah. Adam mm. We know that the tefillin are a channel by which a person receives mashallah lamallah mitzvah from above the physical. Just like an antenna on top of a house can receive lights and images and sounds that, um, that you couldn't perceive and then channel it into something, the tefillin are a spiritual antenna. Shabbos, which is itself a sign, the yored neshama of an extra soul in the Every person's holy. You can get receive that light without tefillin. He says the ha'aras Sitting in the sukkah on Shabbos, what a special thing. Because every day you have to work so hard with the lulav, with the and esr, Gadasim, promise, make sure they're kosher, make sure you wave it the right way in all the directions three times each way. Just sit in the sukkah on Shabbos and it all comes to you. All that lights, all that influence, which is above nature, below hadal, meaning without the four species. Shabbos is the day of the soul and not of the body. And so if you think back to what we learned before, it makes sense that this is why after seven days of this, after seven days, we're on such a high level then now we don't need anything. We leave the Sukkah, we leave the uh, Lulav and Even the people who sit in the Sukkah are only doing it in case it's day 7, but essentially day 8 doesn't need any of that. And we find ourselves spiritually receiving light and influence beyond anything that we can understand, and that comes in the form of Torah. And that's what Simcha's Torah is. May we all merit that we should spend the next uh, nine days um, fulfilling our mitzvahs, turning ourselves into the proper channels, and receiving all this light to purify ourselves and connect to Hashem on the most intimate level. Everyone have a good yom. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of New York at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.